You haven't mixed anything up. It is Thursday and we're doing a special chin check because on Friday Invicta FC is back. That's right, baby. Invicta FC, they recently signed a huge deal with Access TV. So the first event of this new regime, this new you know what I mean? Expansion is taking place. So we're gonna look at that card. And we're also speaking to one of the rising stars in Invicta. Right? It's Arena Melendez. So people, um, we're gonna do that. Alright, so let's get it popping, baby. Okay, people, so there's six fights on the card tonight, and it starts off with two prelims. All right, the first is a flyweight bout between Alessi Pone and Chrissy Yandoli. Okay, let's take a look. So, um, the piece, Alessi Pone. She's um, making her pro debut, you know what I mean? Which is always super exciting, right? Um, yeah, we have no information on her, which is always a shame. Um, yeah, that's all I can tell you, man. Um, she's 36, right? That's literally... Oh, she's 36 and 5 foot Eight. Right, that's the information Eesh. Anyway, okay Let's um, take a look at her opponent The doll Chrissy Yandoli Okay, so Yandoli is currently one and one On a um, coming off a win in her last fight She fights out of Long Island MMA In New York She's also 5'8 Right, um, yeah, so you know, she well, she had two amateur fights, right? Lost her first, but then won her second via armbar in the second round. So she then came, made her um pro debut in a kickboxing fight against Yasmin Salalini. Uh, so that was in February 2020. She lost via decision. And um, yeah, now she's making her debut. But I don't think you pay much note to the kickboxing. Just because, you know, you're, you're not using all your tools, right? There are kicks and you can punch, but there's no elbows and ground game. Any of that good stuff, right? So... You know, what that is, though, it's just something that kept her active, you know. But coming back and winning the second amateur fight, that's big, right? Because, you know, you could lose heart. You could decide to quit, you know, losing that first fight. But she didn't, you know. So, um, yeah, that's good. And because I've only got info on... Um, you know, Yandoli. I'm going to say Yandoli takes a fight. Right? Because that's all you can do. But, um, you know, it is what it is. So, we are then going to our second prelim fight. Which is a strawweight clash 
between Fatima Klein and Arini Melendez. Okay, so the Archangel Fatima Klein, she is, um, yeah, she's had one pro fight already. She won that one, right? Always a big thing. She's fighting out of black hole jujitsu. Okay, so, um, yeah, the. It's hard to look at this record. Uh, it's all jumbled up. Um, I don't know. It's very confusing. I can't see. Yeah, you know what? She hasn't had a pro. I think she's making a pro debut, actually. Alright, it's just the way this is all written down and friggin'. Yes. No, she's making her pro debut. She's had an amateur fight. Okay. She won the amateur fight. Which was against um, Krista Hannaford. Right? She got a decision. That was September 2019. But she has been participating in a lot of grappling competitions. So she was doing a lot of that um, in 2020. Right? Which, you know, that's always a good thing. Keeps you busy. And look, MMA, a component of it. Is grappling, is jujitsu, is the ground game. So if you can brush up on that, you know, why not? Right? There is always the risk of injury. Right? So you have to play it safe. But you know, if you have the right people around you, it's something you can do. And she did pretty well in that, you know? Did pretty well in yeah, in the first tournament she entered, you know, she pretty much went all the way just losing out in the final, but only on escape time, you know, so that's pretty, pretty good, and the way she won, man, you know, heel hook, rear naked, arm bar, leg lock, you know, so she's pulling a load of good little submissions and whatnot, right, so that's impressive, man, that is impressive, she will be fighting um, Arena Melendez, Kid Diamond, right? And Melendez, she is currently on a four-fight win streak, all right? So she's um, had one pro fight, uh, which was against Glory Watson. So that took place at Triton... Fights 18 um, in March this year. Yeah, so, and the interesting thing about Arena is, you know, she lost the first two amateur fights, right? Came out, lost two. So the first in September 2018, she took the next one in June 2019. Didn't go well, but she came back, came back, and then. Boom, been on a roll ever since, right, which is, I mean, that shows you a lot, that shows you heart, determination, you know, that, that's a warrior spirit right there, you know, so she, uh, as I said, look, won her pro debut with a guillotine, and she won, like, in the three amateur fights that she um, had after the two losses, so won by a TKO, one decision, and the last one, a rear naked choke, so, yeah, Melendez has got submission as well, right, so, um, she's fighting out of jungle MMA, and fitness, and it should be noted that Felisa Spencer comes out of that same gym, so, you know, you can see Melinda um, Mendez has got the opportunity potentially to train with a high level, uh, you know, practitioner like Spencer, right? That's invaluable, that kind of stuff. So I'm going to go with um, Arena to take the win. 
right? Always bet on diamonds. That's what they tell you, right? So that's what we're gonna do. Uh, and people, that is the prelims, right? Both are very good at jujitsu, so I think this is gonna be a fun battle to see us into the main card. Righty, right, so the main card opens up with a flyweight fight. We've got Josie Stortz against a Maria Jose Favela. Okay, so uh, let's take a look at the skull crusher, uh, Josie Stoltz. She's, um, yeah, on a two-fight win streak. She's had two pro fights. She's 22, fights out of Jackson Wink, right? So we know that is a great camp. A lot of top fighters. Hey. Clarissa Shields is there, you know what I mean? So, you know, can get some striking tips, I'm sure. Right? She's um 5'4 with a 68-inch reach. So when we look at um the career, the two pro fights she's had, right? So they were both in 2019, the first in June at Walkout FC 17. And then, people, if you might remember, she really, you know, did her thing at Invictus Phoenix Series 2 with a win over Helen Lucero. She got a triangle in the first round, you know, and that was September 2019. So, um, yeah, pretty impressive, right? Now, she had four um, amateur fights, won the first three, the first via TKO, first round, which is definitely a confidence booster. That was at Walkout FC 10. Her next fight was in the prelims of LFA 42, Kratz v Kane. Um got a decision there, and then she got a decision win over Izzy Robinson at Ultimate Blue Corner Battles, so her one loss in the amateurs, walkout FC 14, split decision to Claire Guffrey, and when you see what Claire Guffrey has done since then, hey, there's no shame in that loss, you know what I mean, so, um, yeah, as, look, as we can see from this, she's got, um, you know, she's got her jiu-jitsu, right? She's won a fight via stoppage. She's done a couple of decisions, right? Well, no, three decisions, right? So that gives us a barometer on um, Stoltz, right? Now, she will be going up against a Leona. So that's Maria Jose Favela, who is 2-0 on a five-fight winning streak. She's 28, 5-7 uh, with a 65-inch reach. She fights out of Enatrium Gym. And when you look at the record, right, so her two pro wins... You know, the first came at UWC 23, right, in September last year. She got a first round rear naked choke against Jessica Solis. And then she fought again two months later at UWC 24. Uh, she beat Esther Perez via decision. Okay, so in the amateurs, she had five fights. So she won her first, um, she dropped the second, but it was a decision loss, right? And then she won the next three, all via decision, you know? Uh, so, yeah, very tough, right? The I think both of these young ladies are very well matched, you know? I think the, the big difference between the two could be that three inch you know difference in the reach right I and mean, i think that could be very telling here um and 
you know, they, they're both, uh, they're both good on the ground, as we can see, hmm, I mean, it's a tricky one, ain't gonna lie, this is a tricky one to call, I think I'm gonna go with Stoltz, though, because she does have that one TKO, um, win, so you might think she could have the, um, harder shots, right, I mean, we're all de always dealing with inches here, people. Especially when people so young in their career. Because every fight, they're going to be completely different. You know, so it's hard to call, right? Because it's dependent on the hard work you put in, right? But you're always going to be evolving. But fighting out of, um, you know, Jackson's, right? The reach advantage... Um, yeah, I feel that Stoltz, you know what I mean? She might be able to get this one done. So that's where we're going to go. But, um, yeah, I imagine it's going to be a good fight. So next up, we have another flyweight clash. We have a Juliana Miller against Claire Guffrey. Yep, yep. Okay, so. Killer. Juliana Miller, right, she's, um, yeah, on an eight-fight win streak, fights out of Team Hurricane Awesome, she fights with a lot of very good fighters, really good fighters, Alima Leigh McFarlane trains, I think, with them, um, Angela Hill, you know, a load of real good people, so she's 5'7", 67 inch reach And Hey, again You should know the name people Right, so she made Her um, pro debut At CCW 13 That was June 2019 She beat Sadie Hubbard Via rear naked choke Very early in that first round Right, she then Took part in Invicta FC 43. Right? Beat Kendall Hollowell. Got an arm bar. Again, pretty about halfway through that first round. That was November 2020. And the interesting thing, right? So she um she took part in a, a little grappling competition, which she won. And she actually beat Fatima Klein in that final, right? Ha-ha. Yes, it all comes around, people. And in her amateur career, you know, she had, uh, you know, six fights, right? All wins. Started off with a couple of subs, right? She got a decision, got a ground and pound. And then another couple of decisions, right? So definitely extremely well-rounded and very slick, right? If you remember that fight at Invicta 43, the way she put on that armbar, it was nice, right? It was nice. She is going up against... Uh, you know, the grizzly Claire Guffrey, though. Right, Guffrey is 2-1 and one on a one-fight win streak. Fights out of Elevation Fight Team. She's 25, 5'6", with a 70-inch reach. So, uh, yeah, you know, she's got a 3-inch reach advantage over uh, Miller. Just one inch shorter. Right, so when you look, right, so the last win was at LFA 97, Brown Brownie v Estralalas. That was in January this year. You know, she beat Nadine Madadu uh, via decision. And her loss, it was a split decision to. Catalin Salmons at Invicta FC 41 in July last year. It was a very close fight. It was a very close fight. Really 
just hard to kind of differentiate between the two. Um, she fought on the Phoenix Series 3. Um, just lost out to Taylor uh, Gardeo. Um, that was a decision, right? So that was in March last year. Won her pro debut at Invicta FC 37 in October 2019. Had an armbar in the third round over Jordan Kaze. So, um, another thing, right? So, look, as mentioned, she did fight... Uh, Josie Stoltz in the amateurs got a win there, but yeah, you know, she had an impressive run in the amateurs. Won her first fight, rear naked choke over Rose Dawson, lost to Jackie Wilson in the next fight, right? But, um, yeah, is a decision, and then just won all the fights after that. Yo, so Guthrie is tough. Man, Guthrie is very tough, right? So, I, I think this is going to be an interesting one. I definitely think it's going to be interesting. I think, um, you know, Guthrie does like to strike, but she can do thing on the ground. And as we see, you know, Miller does... Man, Miller is very slick on the ground. She's fighting out of a very good team, elite fighters... I think Miller is just coming in on a great wave at the moment. And, um, yeah, I think she's looking to keep that going. So I'm going to take Miller for the win. I think it's going to be a very good fight, though. I mean, I don't think we've seen, um, you know, Guthrie in a bad one. So, yeah, I think this is going to be fun. And I cannot wait. All right. So that, people... Takes us to our co-main event of the evening. Yep, yeah. And the thing now, now it's just gold country. Because we've got two title fights ahead of us, people. So, in the, um, in the first of these title five-rounders, we have got Jessica Del Bonnie challenging the reigning atomweight champion Alicia Zapatelli. You know what I mean? So, um, whoo, this is gonna be fun. So, people, Jessica Delboni has a 10 and 2 record. She's coming in off of a win. She fights out of the Parana Valley Chude Gym. Right, she is 27, 5'1", with a 62-inch reach. So, um, yeah, she uh, last fought at Invicta FC 42 in September last year with a win over the former champion, Harisha Taborico. Um, you know, she's fought some very tough opponents, right? She fought Ashley Cummins and Invicta 37, 32, right? She's fought, um, and got a win over Lindsay Van Zandt and Invicta FC 36, right? Um, just lost out to Julia Polastri. At Shuto Brazil 97. But yeah, she bounced back with that win at Invicta 42. Um, so when you look at the record, you know, I think a lot of her fights do go to a decision, but she does have a a few where she won via TKO. You know? So there is that. Um we did actually last see her at combat. Chuzitsu Worlds, she lost to Nikki Sullivan, and that was in December, you know, that, man, it was a great card, oh my gosh, Every, like the talent on uh, 
on play that night was very impressive. So there's no shame losing to Sullivan. Sullivan is legit. And she's going up against half pint Alicia Zapatella, right? Who is eight and two with one no contest. She's on a free fight win streak. She's 26. She's four foot 11, hence the name, and a 60 inch reach. Fighting out of Scorpion Fighting Systems. Um, now, she won the title at Invicta 42 with a Van Von Fluke choke in the fourth round over Ashley Cummings. Right, that was September last year. You know, and she got to that title with wins at Invicta 39, where she beat Kelly D'Angelo via decision, and then Lindsay Van Zant split decision at Invicta FC 40. Was very close, but you know, she did what she needed to do and then really made it emphatic with that win over a very tough Ashley Cummins. Right, so um yeah, impressive, right? She's beaten Gillian DeCozy at Invicta FC thirty, Amber Brown Invicta thirty three. Now she did lose out to Viviana Pereira at um Invicta thirty five. Was a decision, but Pereira is so tough, right? Incredibly tough. So there is no shame in that. You know, so um yeah, half pint is very good, man. She's got a wrestling background, you know. Um and you know, she's got some submissions in her uh, pro career, and she just grinds you out. Right? And I gotta say, she's been looking better and better. With every fight. Like she looked. Sensational against Cummings. Right. So yeah. I don't see half pint. Losing. You know what I mean. After the end of the night. She's going to be full gallon. Right. <laughs> so yes. We're going to give it to Zapatelli. She's going to um, retain that strap. Right. So. Our next fight people. Is for the vacant flyweight championship. We have got Karina Rodriguez against uh, Diana Toracotto. So, man, I mean, you know, this is, uh, yeah, it's a good fight, right? So, Rodriguez, she's eight and four. Now, she is coming off a loss, which you don't usually see, you know what I mean? But she is very tough. So, you know, she's 35, 5 foot 7, and a 67 inch reach. Fighting out of the Entrium Gym. So, uh, her last fight was against Vanessa Porto, who, um, yeah, at the time was the flyweight champion. Right, so that's why it does kind of make sense because, you know, when you're the number one challenger, you're still technically the number one losing the fight. You feel me? So, um, yeah, you know, she beat Malena Duavova at Invicta 34. That was via split decision. And then she got a decision over Deanna Bennett in the next event of Victor. 35. So um very tough opponents. Now the um Deanna Bennett was um you know her opportunity to get revenge on an earlier defeat via Bennett and in Victor 28. Right, so that's always that's always good when you can do that, right? Now yeah, she you know she's got wins via TKO. You know, um, no submissions, right? So, you know, 
there is that. Right, so she is going to be fighting for the vacant belt, Diana Toracotto. Right, so um, Toracotto is 10 and 3, coming off a win in her last fight. She's 30, 5 foot 5, and a 65.7 inch reach. Fighting out of Thai Brazil Falaripa. Uh, so her last fight was against Sarah Frotter at Respect MMA 1. So that was October um, 2020. And um, yeah, she got a split decision win in that one. Frotter is very tough. Right, very tough, and um, you know, former UFC fighter, right? She got to the UFC via the 2018 Dana White Contender Series. So, uh, yeah, I mean that tells you the quality of the lady, right? But um, Torica got the win there, you know. So she did fight in um season two. Of the Phoenix series. Um, so she won her first fight against Milena Duovova, but she lost to um Bennett in the second round. So they do have Deanna Bennett as a shared opponent, right? And Milena Duovova as well, actually. Right, so um yeah, you know, she's got um submissions on the record. You know, um, you know, fighting some very tough opposition. She had a fight with Irene Lipsky back in November 2013. You know, so uh, yeah, you know, they both fought at you know a very good level. Um, now look, it's a title fight, so they're both going to be yeah, just putting everything out there. Right, everyone wants to go home with a belt, you know what I mean? Um, I think though, I'm gonna give it to Toratia because she last fought October 2020. Right, Rodriguez hasn't fought since that loss to Porto and in Victor 38, which was November 2019. So, I think, um, Torakato, you know, she's coming in. With, you know, that win and a more recent time in the octagon, right? And I think that is something because you it's about getting that feeling, your timing, everything like that. So, yeah, I think by the end of the night, we're going to see Diana Torakoto and no, right? But listen, there are a lot of flyweight fights on this card. You know what I mean? So um, we've got, you know, Miller against Guthrie. Stoltz against Favela. Right? Pone against Yandoli. Now, they're both making a pro debut. So I don't think it will be either of those two. But, you know, if Stoltz, Favela, Miller or Guthrie put on a sensational showing, maybe that can be their leverage to get a, the first crack at the um, flyweight champion. But yeah, there are a lot of very good flyweights in Invicta, so it opens up a whole lot of opportunity. So people, I'm looking forward to this event. We have got some great fights, and remember... It is going to be free to watch on all of Invicta's social media channels, right? So, Facebook, YouTube, I believe. Um, I'm not sure if they're going to have something up on on Twitter. Because I know, you, you look, you can watch stuff on Twitter and uh, Instagram. So, they may very well have it there as well. So, um, people, just f go follow Invicta. And you'll be able to watch the fight, right? They're going to be fun. We're going to be talking about them on Monday. So you do not want to miss out. All right. And um, people, 
Remember to cheer on our girl, Arena Melendez. All right. Okay, people. So, now we've got all of that out the way. We've broken down the card. Let's get into the conversation with Arena. Unfortunately, like we had mad problems with Wi-Fi, so it does end a little abruptly and we weren't able to pick things up. But I'm sure we will sit down with Arena again and continue our conversation another time. But it is still interesting. She still dropped some interesting factors about her training, about her come up, and about what she wants to be doing. Alright, so hey. Pay attention because I kind of feel this is someone who you're going to be looking out for in the strawweight division. All right. Okay, is this? Ah, here we go. Okay, so I am here with Ariana Melendez. Yes, sir. Is that right? Yeah, you got it right. <laughs> I just butcher people's names sometimes. And it's yeah, just like... People get it wrong a lot. It's no so <laughs> problem. <laughs> so Ariana is, um, yeah, going to be kicking it on the upcoming Invicta card on Friday. Right? Invicta's return. They're going to Access TV, which... Mm -hmm. It's kind of irritating, ain't gonna lie. Because I was watching your picture on Fight Pass and it uh -huh. was gravy. I have no clue how I will be watching in Victor. I know this first event is going out on the social, so that's mm -hmm. great. So I'm gonna get to watch this one. Hopefully that's what's gonna happen going forward. I don't know, right? Yeah, There's... I'm not too sure about uh, the future ones, but I know for sure for the prelims, um... And even the main event, you'll be able to catch it on YouTube and some of their other social media. So that's really cool. I mean, it helps mm. my family to be able to go ahead and watch it, you know, while they're busy working and stuff like that. So <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> right. So um, you were originally going to open up the main card, but yeah. that will change. <laughs> yes, yes. It actually changed in like a blink of a second, I think. Um, <laughs> I was opening it and then I got a notification of the fight lineup and they had added another uh, flyweight card, I believe. So a fly flyweight fight. So yeah, um, it, it's fine. I don't mind being second, you know, <laughs> last until the main card. It's no problem. <laughs> so when did you find out that you were jumping on this card? Um, so I got a call from my management team, uh, maybe like a month uh, before this fight. Um, and I guess uh, one of Fatima Klein's uh, opponents uh, pulled out or something happened where they needed a replacement. They needed one fast. And, uh, you know, I'm with Showtime Management and they uh, they set it up. They were like, hey, this is your opponent. Talked it over with my coaches, got the OK. I was like, sign me up. This is like a once in a lifetime opportunity. Like uh, this is like everything I've been working hard for. I'm not going to turn it down and I'm going to work to to get this win so it was and put on a show so it was it was great unbelievable <laughs> yeah i mean second pro fight and you get to jump on that invicta card that is crazy i mean that that is like you've seen so many people get that opportunity and then just rock it right yeah, yeah. i must be doing something right i think <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 i mean what are you doing, right? So you 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 know you haven't got a, a fight. You're waiting, maybe to see what comes, and this this fight comes. But what are you doing before that call? How are you keeping? Are you hitting the gym like every day? Like what's the whole? Because you know you hear when fighters hit fight camp, right? That they go through a certain process. But for someone who's so early in their career, is it like fight camp every day, essentially? Um, a little bit. I mean, I had set a goal as soon as I turned pro that I wanted four fights this year. Um, so within, you know, those four fights, of course, I have to stay active because you need a little bit of space in between 
to, you know, keep training, work on that cardio, work on the, you know, the mistakes you possibly made on the last fight. So um, even after the Watson fight, um, I was back in the gym the very next week sparring and, you know, correcting the little things that I had done there and, uh, you know, uh, stayed uh, active as far as cardio goes, running and, and getting that, you know, as much as I hate the road work, I have to do it. So I definitely kept running the three miles a day that was suggested by a teammate of mine to keep my cardio up. And, uh, and yeah, so just, you know, pretty much staying active. I hit the gym about four times out of the week when I'm not in camp. And then when I'm in camp, I'm in there about six days out of the week. So uh, there's only about a couple day difference, but I try to stay in there as much as I can because when I'm in there, I'm just so motivated and just ready to work no matter what. So it's, it's nice. Yeah, no, that's cool. That's cool. Right. So made your debut, right. And you get a submission first round submission about just over halfway through the fight, which is, that must have been like, what what is your thought going into that fight? Oh, I was very nervous for that fight. You know, Glory Watson, um, I believe was like like the top five ranked in uh, the her state. And she's mm. like known to be a very aggressive uh, striker. And um, I've gone against a couple of strikers and stuff like that. So, I mean, it was just mainly just getting over the fact that she was six and one that her record was like phenomenal, you know, and, you know, I didn't have the best start to my amateur career. So, you know, just having that number in front of me, I'm like, Oh, wow. Okay. So she's got talent behind her. I'm going to work hard. You know, I'm going to study this fight that I see on her and I'm going to, you know, see what I can do to, you know, have a really good camp to, to make this a win. And I had a phenomenal camp, you know, I had some of the great best teammates I could get, you know, and, and, you know, just worked really hard and, it, I'm just so glad it, it showed in that debut. It was um, it was fun. It was really fun to be able to get a guillotine choke. Um, you know, in the first round is definitely something I'm really happy about. Oh man, you should definitely be about that. <laughs> but what was the fault though? Because hey, it seems crazy, right? Someone making their debut going up against someone six and one. You just be like, ah, oh, that seems crazy matchmaking. But if that didn't happen, you wouldn't get that win and you wouldn't be fighting on Invictus. So it's like, you know, you were, it was the right fight because you won that fight. But looking yeah. at that fight on paper, you think, oosh, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah, well, we were both debuting. Her amateur career was six and one. So it was, um, it was just, you know, just, you know, someone's oh has to go type thing you know like we have to we have to even it out and you know I'm just glad that I I was able to come out with the one and oh on that fight okay that's cool but yeah you did mention right that you, your amateur career started off a bit rocky right so two losses mm -hmm. what kept you going oh man it <laughs> would have just been like Looks like fighting ain't for me, right? You you lose one and you're like, okay. I mean, that, I you know, I wasn't prepared. Like that happened and that happened. And that's the only reason. You can make like rationales in your mind, but then you lose the next one. Mm -hmm. And does doubt start to hit you and think, am I actually as good as I think I am? Like, am I ready for this? What, what went wrong? Like, what am I doing? Like, what was, what were you thinking? Yeah, I actually got a story that I've never told anyone, so uh, it's, it's new. Okay. Uh, so after the Connecticut fight, you know, I was like, maybe like two weeks before that, um, I was battling with pneumonia. So oh. I was like, I had to take like five days off from training and stuff like that, and I was just completely drained. But I wanted to fight. I wanted to, you know, make make an impact in Connecticut. Like you're getting flown out to Connecticut to fight at the Mohegan. You know, yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. not an opportunity you pass up. So <laughs> I did the best that I could to um, to rehabilitate. I was doing, like, lung breathing exercises so I could breathe better. Like, I was just doing everything possible to speed up, you know, getting better. Um, so we finally, uh, we fought, you know, I, towards the second round, I was already just really tired. And I knew that I had better cardio than that way better cardio but mm. unfortunately with you know that incident playing into it it wasn't you know it didn't play into it but um 
after the fight, you know, I went into the back locker room and I was really upset. I had two coaches with me that, that trip. I had uh, Kenny Augusto and um, my striking coach, Alec Brooks. And, um, you know, I just looked at them and I was like, I don't know, guys. Like, I don't know. Like, and they, they shut it down right away. They were just like, stop. <laughs> they were like, stop right there. They're like, you have this. They were like, look how far you already made it and all the impact that you've made. Like, you you made it here. Like, you can keep going. They were like, like, they were just telling me, like, do not quit. Like, just keep going. And we promise it's going to pay out. And I was like, they're like, just just do it. Just do one more fight at least and, and see how you feel. So I was like, all right, I'll give you guys that. So, you know, we got to go to Boston the very next day, do a whole trip. And then we flew out that same day and then we came back home. And, you know, I kind of made a promise to myself that I was like, no matter what I do, I am not going to lose again. I'm going to do everything I can in every single camp to outwork anybody I have to and, and just be the best that I can be. And like, if I'm not leaving the gym tired, I, I didn't succeed that day. <laughs> so um, I, it just changed my whole mentality um, as far as that goes. And then right after that fight, I took a kickboxing fight and that started my, my win streak. And, you know, I'm on a five fight win streak now since, you know, counting the, uh, counting the uh, kickboxing fight. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's, it's awesome. You know, I just, between the team that I had behind me and, the mindset that I put myself in, um, I made it here. So it, it's great. I mean, I, I think that says a lot, right? Because so many people would have just, after the second loss, just been like, this ain't for me, mm -hmm. right? I'm, I, there's other things I can do where I'm not getting punched in the face. So right. I might as well do those. You know what right. I mean? the, this job doesn't seem as bad. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, I, I completely understand. There was just, um, just when you have the perfect uh, equation of a teammate and teammates and, um, and just being a go-getter and just not giving up and really truly believing in yourself, um, you know, I'm living proof that you can make anything happen. I mean, I'm on my second pro fight and I'm an Invicta now. So it's, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that is, yeah, it's awesome. Man. It's awesome. And I think, you know, you, you see a lot of people like looking up to, you know, UFC, Bellator, those kind of guys. But I think it's also people like you just new in your career and have come across that adversary but just, you know, got past it, right? Because people think, oh, like you should be unbeaten, you know, Khabib, he you know, didn't lose, incredible. But I think the big thing that we've seen in MMA, right, you have people like Anthony Smith, who rocky, rocky yeah. periods, yeah. then he goes, he moves up a division and goes on a tear. Yeah. Be former champions, fights for the belt. It doesn't go his way, but he still got himself in that position. And that's, you know, it doesn't matter if you have a loss, right? It's, you know, because, you know, you're using knees, <laughs> legs, arms, you know, he does everything. So, like, you can get cool, right? It, happen it can happen to anyone, but it doesn't mean that you're bad. It doesn't mean you're rubbish. Right. So you just have to keep that belief and go, and that's what you did. And yeah, look at you now, right? It's, in yeah. it's incredible, man. It's a, it's a great feeling for sure, you know. And one of the, you know, now that you mentioned fighters, one of the biggest fighters that I do look up to, um, even though he did lose, you know, the title fight is Michael Chandler. You know, I followed him when he was in Bellator, mm. you know, and um, I just really like his mindset and his, and his work ethic. And, you know, it, it definitely um, shows in his fights and stuff like that. Even when they don't go his way, he came back in his press conference. He's like, I will be a world champion one day. It wasn't today, but it will be. And, and, you know, stuff like that, to have that type of inspiration is is phenomenal. It's great. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's done it in Invicta, right? We've seen he's done it. He's come back, you know, lost to Will Brooks twice, right? Could have lost heart, but then went on a winning streak again. So it's yeah. just like, yeah, it can happen. Put himself in the position to, you know, get to that title fight in the UFC, which 
he was seconds away from winning. Yeah. Right? There are so many referees that would have stopped that fight in the first mm -hmm. round. Yeah. It, it is so crazy how that fight went. You know what I mean? Is it, but that's, that's the sport, right? That, that's yep. how it goes. Yeah, definitely. Because <laughs> like even, you know, looking at referees, right? In the Mazzano fight, she gets stood up. <laughs> and it just yeah, sorry about this one second yeah, <laughs> hey, we made it um yeah i can't remember what we were just talking about <laughs> oh yeah no just how things change you know referee can stand you up you know what i mean so many different things can happen in a fight but how do you prepare yourself for those different scenarios? Um, it just all goes into the, the fight camp. I mean, I work with, you know, some really great coaches and even teammates that literally put me in every single different type of situation I could possibly end up in. Uh, you know, so if we need to work on throwing a bunch of strikes to finish the fight and not get tired, we do that. If we need to practice more groundwork and not get stuck in dangerous situations, we work on that, you know? It's, um, it's really important to me to be an all-around fighter for any type of fight that I get into. So, you know, for the team that I have, you know, they, they help me with that. They help me get prepared for moments like that to where if, you know, they're able to survive that round, if I was about to get a TKO, that you know, I'm able to recuperate and, and, you know, get ready for that next round and not be drained. You know, if, if I'm, you know, if I'm, you know, on top and, you know, they're about to go for something, I have teammates to help me get ready for that. So it's, it's all about the camp, to be honest, and the different type of fighter that I'm fighting or an opponent. We all, we all make adjustments to go ahead and make sure that we secure the win. Mm. So when you're doing your jujitsu, you're starting off with someone on your back or on top of you, all of that stuff. Yeah, well, definitely. Um, I, that's something that I've been working on a lot, especially with this camp is just um, already getting myself in dangerous situations and one, not panic <laughs> and yeah. two, you know, try to be smart and figure things out step by step. And, you know, it's, it's so nice to have it just that, you know, we practice it in training where my coach will be right there and be like, okay, Ari, so do this okay, now go here. All right, now do your best to get out of this. So it's, um, it's really beneficial uh, for sure to just put yourself in those positions in training. So if you do get into them while you're fighting, you don't panic and you know exactly what to do, or, you know, you have your coach there to kind of help guide you and, you know, help you listen and, you know, help you, you know, get out of that situation. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I think that's, it's an interesting thing because you hear a lot of people be, yeah, no, I, my jujitsu is great. And then when you see them on bottom in a compromising situation, they don't know how to get out of it. And you just think, what do you, how are you training? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. are you putting yourself in those compromising positions? So it's yeah, definitely good to hear that Hey, that's what you're doing. Right? Yeah, no, I definitely don't get spoiled in camp. I get, <laughs> I get, I get handed to me more times than I win, and that's what makes me the fighter that I am today. So it's, it's great. I mean, I train with some amazing wrestlers, um, Luke Paste, Kenny Augusto, and I've got some of the best striking coaches I can get. You know, Coach Alec has really developed a whole system around you know my fighting style and stuff. Mm. So uh, we're prepared for anything, anywhere the fight goes, we're prepared for it. So out of everything, what would you say is your, maybe your speciality, the thing that you enjoy the most, striking, jujitsu, wrestling? Oh, that's so hard because I've gotten a TKO before and I've gotten submissions before. Um, I would say I do enjoy the striking part a little bit more um, just because you're able to like pick apart your opponent a little bit better than you are on the ground. Um, so mm -hmm. you're like able to see more of like how they're reacting and stuff like that. Um, so probably maybe striking. Okay. Okay. But you're ready to take it wherever it's going to go, right? Oh, absolutely. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> we train for everything. <laughs> That's good to hear. Now, one thing I always wonder about weight cutting right how is that for you 
Um, let's see. This is probably like the eighth time or ninth time I've had to uh, cut down to one fifteen. I I would like to say I have it down pack now. Um, so uh, it's actually fairly easy for me. Um, uh, you know, I woke up pretty light today, so you know I'm able to enjoy a little bit more. And you know, uh, we have a full system that we follow mm-hmm. to to cut weight. So it's uh very beneficial to be following that system now that I have that to kind of go off of. And it works like a charm every time. <laughs> and if I ever have any questions about anything, I'm, my coaches are always there for me to go ahead and answer them whenever I need them or to be like, oh, maybe you should eat more. Maybe you should you know, cut back on this a little bit more. And and we make 115 just fine. Ah, that's great. Because I think it's one thing that we see a bit more of, but missing weight, right? There's been a few Invicta cards where the few athletes have missed weight and I think women have got the, you know, menstruation issue that comes in, which makes it harder, right? So how do you kind of factor that into Mm -hmm. the weight car? Um, I mean, that's definitely something that you have to plan for. You know, if you you feel like that's going to happen, then you have to eat a little bit less or you have to compensate for having that that extra water weight, you know? I can proudly say I've never missed weight, knock on wood, even That's when great. I was an amateur. You know, I've had, I believe, three opponents miss weight on me in my amateur career. So whereas, you know, now so far I haven't, um, especially now that I'm getting paid, I will not miss weight. <laughs> but uh, it's, um, it's, it's, a, it's a system that you have to follow. And, you know, just like everything else, you need to go off of what your body, you know, feels. So if you think that's going to happen, you have to prepare for it and you have to cut back on one thing. It might suck, but I mean, at least, you know, you're going to be walking on that scale, making the weight that you need to make. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. And now you're in the pros, right? Is there a weight your competitor might come in at where you're like, we're not taking that fight? Oh man, she's not coming pretty heavy. I worked really hard for this fight. Um, <laughs> so I would say, you know, honestly, I would talk to my coaches about it and see how they would feel. But I mean, if she came in like 10 pounds heavier at like 125 and didn't cut anything, then I'd be like, okay, like, come on. Like, mm. that's a little ridiculous. But um, I would say above that, no, I would still take the fight. I've had a, an opponent in uh, my amateur career come in pretty heavy. I want to say like, maybe like six, seven pounds. And that doesn't seem like a lot, but like when you're cutting the weight and then you rehydrate and everything, you got to think about how much they're walking around at and oh, how much yeah. they rehydrate and how heavy they're going to be than you when you when you made the weight and then they're, you know, six, seven pounds off. So um, I've had that happen and, you know, it, I still took the fight and I won. So, you know, the weight thing, it really doesn't, you know, matter too much but I mean I would say maybe like 125 I'd be like okay like that was that's not right. <laughs> I, yeah, I'd say that's fair yeah. <laughs> it's definitely a fair thing but I definitely always want to fight so I mean you have to really try to miss the weight ah <laughs> uh, man so in between you know your fighting is there like aspirations to do grappling competitions things like that or is it strictly MMA right now oh it would just be MMA I don't want to like risk any type of unnecessary injuries for a grappling tournament or anything like that and I really do want to fight four times this year so I don't want to put my body in any type of um, situation to where uh, that would be compromised if I got a phone call maybe like a month after this fight um so you know I I definitely don't look to do that I mean I've got some really good grapplers and stuff like that in the gym as it is um I don't really feel the need to venture out and get any other work I mean I trained like I said with some really good guys and even girls you know that that really just you know hand it to me and they, they make me work they make me think so and they're not trying to kill me either. If I go to a tournament, you know, that they just see red and they want to snap my arm. I don't really want to deal with that right now. So, um, so yeah, it, it's nice to train at a hard pace in grappling, and but in a matter where I know my teammate cares about if anything happens, if we got caught up in a weird position that they we would stop and reset. Um, so, yeah, I don't think I would want to do a grappling tournament or anything like like outside of MMA, just because, um, 
just because I get in, like I said enough work at the jungle as it is it's it's good enough for me <laughs> <laughs> and with these four fights this year right what do you have a goal of when you might be in a certain promotion is there an idea of if we do this this is possible right this could get us a call to the contender series or this could get us to LFA or this could like is there that kind of thought process in you know planning for these fights that's actually crazy that you mentioned that because um, I was actually telling my coach, Coach Alec, um, my goal is to probably, you know, by January or February be fighting for the strawweight title for Invicta. So, you know, I want to be able to make such an impact that I can maybe make that happen and uh, get that opportunity. I know there's a ladder that needs to be climbed and I have no problem doing that. So, um, so I'm excited to see if I can hit that goal, but that's definitely like the top goal for me. Um, as far as like venturing out to like LFA or anything, I don't think I would do, I would, I would do that. I mean, Invicta is the best home I could have right now, as far as promotion goes. And, you know, the only other option would either be UFC or Bellator. Yeah. Yeah. So are you signed to a, a a multi-fight contract at the moment with Invicta or is it, um, like see how this one goes and then go from there? Um, I, I do have a couple of fights lined up for Invicta, yeah. So oh, we're, we're, pretty, we're pretty set there. All right, that's great. That's definitely good to hear. And it must be good for that kind of thought process, right? Yeah, because you've got you know, that security. It, and... Yeah, it's, a, it's good to know that, me, that securing that goal um, is possible. It's not, mm. not something that's not doable or I'm you know, trying to be an overachiever. It's something that you know, that could possibly very well happen. Yeah, no, definitely. And when you look at people like Aaron Blanchfield, Kay Hansen, right, they burst in, you know, I think they were amateurs when they debuted for Invicta. And look at them now, right? Not, it wasn't that many fights before they then got to the upper echelons of those divisions. So I think, you know, as a goal, you could definitely be fighting for the um, for the belt because I don't think rankings always play into these things, right? If you have that dazzling performance, that can get you to places where just a you know decision win might not. Right, right. So you know we're gonna we're gonna take it fight by fight, but that you know it's something to you know keep me motivated and you know to keep me trying to do the best that I can in each fight, you know, not try to just, you know, do an okay fight and let it go to the decision and win by decision. No, I always want to try and do the absolute best that I can and, you know, make my mark in this promotion. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Now, when you're in the, so you've won the first two rounds, clearly, right? So you're in the third round, opponent's tough, but you think she's getting tired and there could be a possibility of a finish, but you're winning the round, right? Do you take that victory or do you uh, push? Um, it's, it's honestly whatever my coach calls in the corner. You know, one of my teammates say I'm like playing a video game, whatever they say I do. So if my coaches say, hey, Ari, like throw this and, and let's see where this goes. And if I see that she's hurt at that point, then yeah, you know, you know, I really, really trust my cornermen a lot, you know? So if they see that, that, that the, you know, the, the finish is there, I'm definitely going to take it. And, you know, we have words, you know, that we follow that, you know, that I'll know when it, it's the time to, to finish it or, or to yeah. just keep playing it safe. Oh, nice. And how is that trust built? Right, oh. that that bond. Because you always see that there's some fighters who have that bond with the corner, right? Mm-hmm. How is that? Yeah, how is that established? Is it just through the training, or is it like, you know, hanging out outside of the gym? Like, how do you build that that bond where they know what you're thinking? They can direct you, you know, just by seeing you do a certain body movement or you know, say a certain thing within a fight? Um, I would honestly say it goes back to the story I told you about Connecticut. You know, um, 
my coach saw something in me to keep going, you know, and I think at that point, you know, I really started to, to trust coach Alec a lot. And when it came down to seeing what happened in that fight, we fixed the mistakes and that's when he literally came up with a whole, you know, system around, you know, certain fighters. And he was like, this fighter does this, like, kind of like you do. So this is what we're going to do. And we're going to make it a lot better. And, you know, we have all these, you know, different types of, you know, moves and stuff like that, that, you know, that only him and I know, and a couple mm. of other of our teammates. So it goes to show that he took time out of his life to break down my fighting style and um, make me into the fighter that I am today, you know, so I feel like that was already trustworthy as it is. Um, and, you know, as we, you know, continue to train together and stuff like that, little things are developed to make me better. And, um, you know, each training session, there's more trust, you know, each time, you know, one of us is having a bad day and they reach out, you know, there's, there's trust there, you know, like I, I trust, I definitely trust no matter what this guy calls in my fight that we're going to get the job done. Um, Coach Alec, fun story, actually just fought Saturday for combat night. He got a second round rear naked choke. Okay. Nice. That Tuesday before he fought, he held seven five-minute rounds for me while he's cutting weight. That right there <laughs> proves to me that I can trust this guy. If he's willing to be almost Oh, and no. holding mitts for me so I can get my work in. Oh. 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 Ah, God damn it. I think. okay people so that's it we're done i hope you found this interesting i hope you enjoyed um yeah getting a little insight into arena and now people all we got left to do is watch the event itself they're gonna be airing it for free on the invicta social platforms so go check it out people you don't want to miss it this friday all right and um of course we will be breaking it down on monday so um we will see you well actually we'll see you on our friday news show but um yeah people <laughs> we be about all right peace Made a quarter meal in the pen, getting 